please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Hi, I'm Greg McIntyre with McIntyre Elder Law, and this is the Elder Law Report, our weekly show where we talk about legal issues that affect you and your family. Britton, what's our topic today? Well, you know, we get a question all the time. And that question is, how in the world do I put stuff in my trust? And, you know, that's that's a question that's really important. Um, it's different for different assets. So we, we want to tackle that topic today and, and really let everybody know um, how to fund your trust, which is pretty important. Because so, so let's say I go to, to an attorney and I say, you know, I want to draft a trust for my family. The attorney agrees. It's the right thing, understands my goals, please, for tax purposes, for uh, asset protection purposes, for liability protection purposes, and probate avoidance purposes, and maybe even for benefits qualification to pay for long-term care down the road for those purposes, that it's the right thing to do. Right. And then the attorney drafts the trust for me. And I have this trust in a nice trust binder. And... And, you know, and I, and I say that I want to have my house in that trust and I want to have some investment accounts in that trust. And I talk about those being in the trust and how they're disposed of within the trust. Does right. that mean that the trust automatically has control over those investment accounts or over my home? No, not at all. You have to put those assets in the trust. So that's part of, you know, well, that is funding your trust. So let's talk about the real property. Real property, you know, every piece of property in the United States has a deed associated with it, some type of deed, charter, whatever. So real estate, sure. Real estate, that's right. To be able to put property into a trust, you have to title it in the name of your trust. So your trust, if you have one, it has a name. And for things to be in that trust name, right, you have to title them in the name. So you have a deed and that deed will just go from you to your trust. So you're the grantor giving the property to your trust, the grantee. That is how you can put property in your trust. Now, you probably haven't drafted a deed if you're a lay person, so you need an attorney to do that. Thankfully for our clients, that's one thing we do for them. We ask them what properties they want to put in the trust or we suggest what properties they should put in the trust. And we do that part for them. We draft those deeds that go along with the trust and we record those at the registered deeds in the county in which that property is located um, to, to put that on record. Uh, but the investment property or the investment assets are, are a little bit different because you know they don't have deeds. So you have an investment account and that account is in someone's name. It might be in your name, might be in your wife's name, might be in both of your names. Um, to be able to put that in the trust, you can do a couple of things, right? You can cash it out and open up another investment account in the trust and just transfer all of that cash over to the trust account. Or you can simply transfer the ownership of the account to the trust. Now, and that can be handled. That can be handled at the bank or if it's a right. financial advisor, right? Uh, the financial advisor or a company where you, you hold those investment accounts can handle the transfer of the name of that. And, and they would want the trust document to be able to see the trust 
So you'd want to take the trust binder in. And really, they want on file generally the trust certification document, right? That's right. So That's right. How is the trust certification document different than the larger, bigger trust? Yeah. So the trust certification document is a trust. So trust is a private document, you know, and, and that's important to know. It's not registered anywhere on file anywhere. It's your private document that what you put in there can remain private. And that's a, that's one of the benefits of a trust. So you don't want to, you don't want it to have, you, you don't want to have the, the full trust document on file somewhere because it's private. That's your private business. Like if the register of deeds, right? That's right. So that he has control of property. I wouldn't want to record the whole big fat, you know, detailed trust that told all the details, right? That's right. That's right. Business. right. So, so if something needs to be recorded, you can record the trust certification, which is a summary of your trust. And it goes over the basic elements of the trust that anyone would need to know to be able to prove that your trust exists, who the, who the parties to the trust are, the type of trust that it is and the powers that the, the trustees have over that trust. Um, and generally what type of property it holds. Understood. Understood. So, so if I had a piece of real estate and I deeded that into the trust, I record that deed at the register of deeds. I would also want to record the trust certification document to show that the trustee now had control and how the trustee had control over that piece of land. Uh, and that's in the public record and chain of title. Right. Right. And same thing with the bank. They'll want a copy of that trust certification. But it's a way that you can show the nuts and bolts, a summary of the trust without disclosing the entire trust or keeping it on record somewhere. That's right. And it's very important because, you know, a will is, is something that becomes public record. It gets filed in the courthouse and anyone can go and, and pull that file and take a look at it. Um, but a trust is different. We, you avoid having to deal with the courthouse. You avoid having to go through that probate process and you avoid having to subject your private wishes to public scrutiny. Right. And that's one of the reasons why trust is so beneficial is, you know, you avoid the, the opportunity for, for outsiders to come in and challenge your state plan, which is very important. Sure. Absolutely. So, so funding a trust, I just find that people have such a misconception generally. Yeah. One fear that a lot of people have is, and one question I get all the time is, Hey, am I going to have to list out every dish, every picture, every chair, every rug, every piece of furniture that I have to be able to put all this stuff in the trust? Because I don't want all that going through probate. So, so let me ask you, what what do we do to prevent that from, from being reality where you have to list an inventory? So at, at the time you sign the trust, we, we have you sign uh, an assignment of all personal property that's non-titled assets, like household assets, goods, things like that to the trust so that we can go ahead and claim the protection of the trust. And so the trust can handle those assets outside of the probate process, which is a very nice luxury for, for trust that we draft. Um, and, and, and it's very important to, to have that along with the trust so that you know that all your personal items are not non-title assets are in the trust. If you, you know, whatever you have now or hereafter acquire, will go in there. But, you know, sometimes, Things are left out. Sometimes people make mistakes. They might get something, forget to put it in the trust. Is there any safe guard safety net there to, to make sure assets passed by the terms of the trust 
if someone forgets to put something in their trust? There is. You know, we, we draft wills that go along with the trust that would take something that wasn't in the trust and go ahead and put it in there um, at the time and let the trust do the heavy lifting. However, also, we draft personal property memorandums with our trust as well that allow you to list assets uh, that are in the trust uh, that, that we blanket placed all the personal property in the trust. And then if you want to say, you know, little Johnny gets the baseball card selection. Mm -hmm. My daughter, Jane, she gets my doll collection and my china, you know, and other and so on and so forth. You can fill that part out at your leisure with the more voluminous items. So, so we try to make it as convenient as possible and explore funding with you and make sure you're educated on funding. We also draft a letter that details how to fund a trust with any type of asset and, and, and put that in the front of your trust binder so that you can answer your own questions as to trust funding and anything else that you have left over, we'd be glad to answer those questions for you and help you with funding. That's right. So if you have any questions on drafting trust or funding trust, call us at McIntyre Elder Law at 704-749-9244 or schedule your free consultation today at mcelderlaw.com. Thank you so much, Brenton, for helping me explore trust funding. Love you, yeah. We put off planning till things get slow Tomorrow's never promised today Don't get too busy and let it all slip away Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law Foundational planning or more complex We can help when you're perplexed If a loved one needs long-term care We can help avoid some of the scare Please don't wait till it's too late Call McIntyre Elder Law Estate planning benefits and even probate we take the planning piece off your plate If you or your spouse were in the military We 